You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Born apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. We're talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie, and I'm pleased to be on this episode with hosts Angelica, Ryan, and Danielle. Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Our favorite time of the year is finally here and we are gonna reflect on some of our favorite holiday movies from the past and the present. So if you are a holiday movie kind of person where you just like to sit back, have some eggnog and watch some of your favorite holiday movies on television, stream them on your favorite streaming app, then you're going to enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this holiday-filled episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Angelica, coming out of podcast retirement to talk to you guys about Christmas movies. Joining me today is Jamie, Ryan, and Danielle, and we'll be discussing our favorite Christmas movies, both traditional and non-traditional. So let's get started. Who wants to start? Uh, first of all, I want to say welcome back out of retirement. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes. <laughs> We miss you. I know, I've missed you guys too. It's been so long, but I'm happy to be back. And it's that time of year, that magical time. So I absolutely wanted to dive into Christmas movies and just kind of give our takes. Yeah, because I need to get into the Christmas spirit. So it's going to be good. (laughs) I mean, not related to movies, but are your houses decorated? Mm, No, no. It's it's bad, yeah. Bad. A little bit. (laughs) just a little bit I feel like the Christmas elf on the shelf like I had my whole house decorated by like the day after Thanksgiving so by Black Friday house was fully in swing (laughs) I'm like Mariah Carey but not as like crazy as Mariah Carey is about Christmas so (laughs) (laughs) um so maybe let's start off with the the Battle of the Grinches um Ryan is going to give her take on Jim Carrey's the Grinch and then Jamie prefers the animated version so let's let's start there well yeah so yeah I like the the newer school because I think they did another animated one too um right yeah so mine of, of as Angelica just said Jim Carrey um that was in 2000 so yeah I just I don't know I just really thought that gave us like a new feel like having that that live action feel of the Grinch um and like they even showed like a little baby Grinch like they took it back old school to figure out like why do we like why is the Grinch the Grinch like give us like a backstory to you know why his like heart is so small so I just I don't know I just I think that really put uh tugged on my uh 
heartstrings there. And I, just Jim Carrey is just, I, I don't know what he's been doing lately, but I just, I don't know. I just, I think he does very well. And like I said, in the, that kind of like costume situation sort of thing where he can really like melt into the character. Um, so yeah, I just, I just thought it was so many little, um, uh, I think it's Christine uh, Barinsky playing Martha May. I loved her. I thought she did a dope job in that. Um, you know, the music was cool, kind of like a new feel to some of the, to, to like having the music in there. Um, but yeah, I just, I just like, I just really liked his take on doing the Grinch. And I think it gave us like a background story instead of just like the Grinch just sucks and he just steals Christmas and that's point blank period. I think it gave us like a little bit more in depth of like who the, who the Grinch is. So yeah, that's, not, that's my take on the old school, on that old school, the, the new school. Okay. Jamie. I feel like my age is giving myself away <laughs> by being such a fan of the the OG version of the Grinch. So, I mean, that's how I was introduced to the story of the Grinch. I actually read the Dr. Seuss book after watching the animated version. I think it aired on like one of the major uh, networks back when I was a kid. And, you know, that song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, is just, it's classic. It just permeates through everything that is in touch with the holiday season and the guy that wrote the lyrics to it was Dr. Seuss himself so it's like everything that was you know kind of original in that story was baked into the animated version Um, and then we had some really classical folks that were part of that the actor that voiced the Grinch Boris Karloff Um, you know he was what Frankenstein I think Um, so yeah like classic guys and then the guy that narrated it was like the voice of tony the tiger i don't know if you guys know that but uh, i did not know that yeah they're great yeah he (laughs) he's um he did the the narration so just a lot of really classical moments and um just seeing the animation looked exactly parallel to the illustrations in the dr seuss books and you know you just can't go wrong with it. And it's a movie where, I mean, it's, I think it's like, what, 15 minutes long. It's not even like a feature length film, but every time I watch it, I have to stop what I'm doing and sit and just watch it all the way through. So I never get tired of it. Yeah. Um, Dale, so between the two arguments presented here, <laughs> which one is your favorite? I mean, I am already biased because like Jamie I like the classic one um it it really comes down to me is like I love the song you're a mean one Mr. Grinch if it doesn't have it in its most traditional form I'm like no because it's such (laughs) a good song it's such a good like song that captures just how conniving and like evil he is at first which is hilarious okay Uh, Me personally, I'm going to have to go with Ryan on this one while I admire and appreciate the original. Um, I just have like nostalgia associated with the Jim Carrey version because my dad took me to see it when I was little. Um, It was kind of a reimagining. You have like the villain origin story. He's not just the bad guy. Um, And yes, while the original song is classic and cannot be outdone, I think Jim Carrey did a pretty good job. So that's my take on (laughs) which one I prefer to watch. Ooh, I got nervous. I thought I was going to be by myself. I was like, <laughs> man, nobody likes the new school stuff. Oh, but I want to add something else real quick, though, Angelica, on the new school one. Did you see or did any of you guys see um, uh, Janelle Monae dress up as the Grinch for Halloween? 
I, I yes. was like, cause she's, she's taking Halloween to a whole other level. And I was like, what is happening? Like she did like a video and everything. Yeah. I follow her on Instagram and it was, yes. so she did a fantastic, amazing job. So, so yeah, we, we, yeah, we yeah. stand Janelle. By the yes. <laughs> I saw the pictures. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> Maybe she'll do her own. I was like, what if she did her own little spinoff on the Grinch? Now, I mean, listen, there's only so many things you can do with the Grinch. I, I feel that. But I just thought that was so interesting to see her do that, that little video or whatever. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. and I, now that we, we, I know we briefly brought up Illuminations version. So I didn't like that version as much, but I bet you if I ask my eight-year-old, she'll say she prefers that movie. <laughs> so it could be just a matter of what you grew up with, not necessarily one is better than the other. So that's just- my I agree favorite. with that completely. Cause I feel like, I mean, honestly, I thought that version was a little bit better than the Jim Carrey version, um, but they also did a really great job with just like the music. Cause what Tyler, the creator did the he redid um, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. And I kind of oh, liked yeah. his take on it. You know, like they had Pharrell producing and, you know, they had, uh, or Pharrell was a voice. He was a narrator. Um, yeah. So they had like a lot of big folks behind it. And of course, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, who I'm a big fan of, um, <laughs> being the Grinch himself. Like he could just play any role and it's just mm-hmm. amazing. So yeah, I, I liked the reimagining in this version. I did like the Jim Carrey version, but I don't know, something about the illumination um, depiction of it just seemed a little bit more closer to the original. And that's probably why I like it because it kind of, those parallels were still kind of there. Gotcha. Yeah, with me, it's just like Jim Carrey is so quotable. So like, I just remember my whole childhood, me and my brother just quoting Jim Carrey throughout that mm-hmm. whole film. Um, so I think that's also, I'm a big pop culture, like quotable type person. So that's what gives it for me. But yeah, I think we're all pretty much evenly split on this one. Um, but I think we can all appreciate the original for the story that it brought, um, and the memories. Okay. So who wants to go next, um, and talk about another film this time we won't have a face off, just your own, (laughs) your own preference. I can jump in. I can do my lifetime uh, rant for a little bit here. Oh yes, lifetime films are they as great as? Let's do a, a debate. Are they as great as you know your big blockbuster movie releases? Let's talk about that. Ooh, that's a good. Okay, this is why. Okay, I give Lifetime props because um, I love a good Christmas movie when it's time. You know, sometimes they start a little early, but I want to give them props because I feel like I love the diversity on Lifetime in the Christmas movies. And I don't feel like you always get that, you know, sometimes, uh, um, well, I guess it's stepping up a little bit in the, in the theaters because you have some that's coming out, but it's not as much. And I feel like Lifetime brings, but like they got one with Smokey Robinson in it now. And uh, they took like the only two black characters they had in High School Musical and brought it back yep. onto a Christmas movie. I was like, okay, that's dope. Urban Blue, shout out to you. Right, right. So I thought it was, I thought it's kind of cool how they mix up that diversity. And that's my take on it. I like that part of it, but they are, they are trying to get into like with the streaming and everything. There is more diversity in a Christmas movie. So I guess, I guess I have to weigh it there a little bit, but I'm trying to think of the last like big movie I saw in theaters, like for Christmas like that. Uh, yeah. Well, what, yeah. What's one particular lifetime movie that you, you have to watch every year? Like it's your go-to lifetime Christmas film. Well, this one just came. This I don't know if this every year now. It's about to turn into every year if they keep doing them. But um, the one I like now is Merry Little Christmas. 
um, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, is Kelly Rowland. Well, the first one, uh, Merry Little Christmas, was Kelly Rowland and um, her husband, Tim Witherspoon, produced it. And it was supposed to be based off like the catastrophe they had when their family was in town. And I think like the 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 hype and just like falling in for the characters, um, because, you know, I'm just I'm just going to be I'm going to be real. I'm just a Destiny Child fan. So I will probably follow these ladies like whatever they get ready to do. So I was just watching this and I wasn't expecting to actually like it um because you know kelly Rowland has done some movies you know like here and there and some and some guest starring on like tv shows and stuff but i feel like to me this was like kind of like her her like real dive into it and how she keeps it's kind of like a every almost a every year thing right now it's probably been about three years now that she keeps doing them and you i just i think you just fall in love with the family like the little family i think everybody gets into because it's just so funny the uh the different characters and it's supposed to be like you know the three sisters and they have to bring their family they find some way to always have the family in like the same house almost every year so it's it's i'm kind of you know I'm, I'm getting pulled into that world um but yeah i mean i think everybody could should go check this out on lifetime and let me know what you think because um i think it's you like i said just having like you get to see the different quirks of you know like the mom is is the the head and trying to keep everything um together played by debbie morgan she's not in that she's not in this most recent one though they do like a lot of facetime with her i guess it's because she probably had other projects she was working on but i just like the dynamic how she's like really stirring the ship and you got kelly that's trying to act like everything is not wrong when it's all the way wrong so uh it's i don't know it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun i think it's really cute okay um, oh, well, I, I hope you out here. So I ended up watching like randomly just flipping through channels. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Dominique Perry. She played Tasha on Insecure. Mm. So mm -hmm. there was this film called Christmas Bells. Um, and it was basically like, I want to say the insecure version of a Christmas story because she was just trying to find love and she like went to church and she ended up like fall in love with the pastor, the visiting oh. pastor. So it was scandalous. So I did enjoy <laughs> that. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the commercial breaks, but <laughs> I did six, eight minute commercial breaks, but I did, I do enjoy Lifetime. I don't know if you guys ever saw the pictures of the, the movie posters for Lifetime, like they're literally, I know you said diversity is more in Lifetime film now, but if you look on this picture, it's literally every Lifetime <laughs> And it's the same picture. The guys bring a dark color, the girls bring red. They're like in front of a Christmas tree or in front of lights. And it's probably 20 of the same covers over and over. It was like copy and pasting. So <laughs> good to hear that Lifetime is stepping up their game um, on, on the holiday films. Um, Jane, Danielle, do you guys watch Lifetime movies or is it kind of like not your thing? <laughs> so I have to, I have to confess, I do not like Lifetime movies. Like it's so bad where it's, if a family member is watching one, I feel like just climbing out the window um, and running away because I just think that they're so, they're so cheesy and like the acting and I'm just like, why? But sometimes, sometimes in a rare occasion, I do sit down and watch one and I try to like appreciate, you know, I try to get into the cheesiness, like embrace it a little bit, but I must say, um, you know, no offense to Lifetime, but I'm not, I'm not a follower of the movies. Um, but sometimes I do like some of the actors that are in them, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm a fan of you and your work, maybe not this work, but mm -hmm. I also am rooting for you to get more jobs. So <laughs> maybe I'll be a convert one day. Okay, not, not bad. What about you, Jamie? 
You know, I actually watch Lifetime for the true crime stories more than killer Christmas. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like, okay, we're talking about Christmas here, but I, I, I I can't think of, I think there was one Christmas movie with um, Sean Patrick Thomas and um, Tatiana Ali, which was really good. That was cute. But um, and Tatiana Lee, she is killing it, by the way, in the Lifetime like <laughs> ecosystem. Like she's in like yes. twenty Lifetime movies. Um, so that was a good movie. But like when I go to Lifetime, I'm watching, and these are really old movies. Like some of the movies I remember from back in the day was like Holly Hunter and the um, Texas Cheerleader Murdering Mom uh, movie. Oh, um, yeah. I think she won an Emmy for that or something. And then like Tori Spelling. That's another yeah. cheerleader movie, Death of a Cheerleader. Like I, <laughs> she said no with um, Cameron Burke in it. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Like I want a woman scorned with Judith Light. Like I just like those kind of movies that are true crime and they fictionalize it, and it just goes. It's always. I noticed Lifetime has this very specific thread of uh, these type of stories in their. Um, programming it's always a woman that's like at the edge that's obsessed or stalking some guy and she's like like a basket case or something like there's always the fatal attraction type movies and yeah on a Sunday I could just be sitting back chilling with a cup of tea some cookies on the side and I'll I'm good because those those movies are intriguing but Yeah, I don't really watch Lifetime for Christmas movies so much. But every now and then, if I see one, like the one I mentioned, I wish I remember the name of it with Tatiana and Sean Patrick Thomas, though, you know, I'll watch it. Okay. So what I'm hearing is Lifetime, if you do a slasher Christmas film, then... (laughs) Or or a woman score in Christmas film, then Jamie will watch. I will definitely tune in for that. Please (laughs) tweet us at BGM Podcast if you have some suggestions. I would love to watch. Like Santa Claus really is like a killer. And he goes down the chimney and just takes out children. And Okay, that's too dark. I'm going to stop. I mean, there there are, not on Lifetime, but there are those kind of movies. Like there's a movie called Jack Frost about a killer snowman. I mean, it's terrible, uh-huh. but yeah, there is a genre. Silent Night is another horror movie that's very famous. Like there are some, there is that genre of like Christmas holiday movies that are horror. Um, but God, they're always so terrible. So or Krampus. I think Krampus was another one. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Now that we're on that subject, there was an episode of, what's that show called on Netflix? Uh, Sex robots and love something like that oh i love robots. that one. Oh yeah danielle did the junket for that yeah. oh there you go so they, <laughs> they had that one, that one episode for the new season where santa claus was like this giant oh, bug-like yeah. creature that was so weird right so cool. and he was so <laughs> and he was so scary and that he chased the children throughout the house and he cornered them and then he spit out gifts and was like be good and like dipped out and it was just <laughs> Like, what just happened? <laughs> so horrifying. So, okay, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll probably check out that episode because I watched it a couple months ago. So, I'll put it on for me and Destiny, and we'll, <laughs> we'll for my kid, and we'll enjoy that. Okay. Um, so, I, one of my favorite films of all time, uh, Christmas wise, um, is Elf. Um, once again, the quotable factor, like, buddy, you know, 
Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Um, I just love seeing like six foot, what, four Will Ferrell walking around New York in tights and this crazy hat. And I, I just love the movie. It's just, yes. it, it just brings you back to childhood. And I remember at the end when they were singing, Santa Claus is coming to da- town, my dad took me to the movie theater and we, like everyone in the theater broke out in song. And so it's just always been like one of those movies where it just gives me a nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. Um, so do any of you ladies enjoy Elf? Yes. I am ashamed <laughs> to say I've never seen Elf. Um, I know. What? I know. Watch I'm, it now. Not now. I know. Right? Oh, <laughs> Critic, Mute yourself. Go ahead and watch it, Jamie. <laughs> I know. I need to. I don't know. For some reason, that just never ended up on my watch list. And it it comes out every year it plays every year on tv so why haven't i not seen it yet so yeah i yeah i need to see elf because that that is a that's a modern day classic yes i'm completely aware of this i know email us after and tell us tell us everything (laughs) now i want to (laughs) know it feels personal i'm like i must know what jamie thinks of elf All right, so Wait, we know what's on James' list. Go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. No, I was gonna say, have you tried the? Have you tried to do the little like noodles with the with the um candy no. and stuff and the syrup? No, okay, absolutely okay. not. Okay. No, I'm not an me. elf. That's not part of my diet. What? <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> not an never, elf. never, never mind. Carry on. I thought you guys were fully into the elf world and we're gonna try it out. You know? No, no. I mean, my dad did get like a nine foot tree, and we told him it was too big, so he brought it in the house, and it really was like hitting the ceiling and kind of crooked and I was like dad jump on it jump on it like <laughs> like but yes um so I guess I don't want to talk about it too much now because we don't want to spoil it for Jamie but Elf <laughs> is a modern day classic it even has Peter Dinklage in it like it is amazing mm-hmm. you have to watch it well damn yeah I gotta get on that now because I, <laughs> I stand Peter I stand not even want to talk about the scene what that was so iconic I'm going to just wait for you to watch it and then you're going to come back to us and tell us like why didn't you tell me to watch this all along we should do an elf podcast just we yeah. should <laughs> I'm gonna bring the noodles uh, and candy yes absolutely there we go so all right so I like elves this so we're talking about modern day classics let's talk about another one Danielle you had a really good one that you wanted to talk about Yeah, so I recently, I I don't know which Christmas it was, it hasn't been out that long, but I really love the movie Jingle Jangle. Um, It's so cute. And the thing that got me immediately was just like, hey, there's a diversity here. Like there's all kinds of people in this, um, you know, winter village and just the songs are really good. And the cast is really great. Like I, I honestly, I didn't have any complaints from this movie. And one thing that was really good to me was I'm very interested in like clockwork or automatons and like inventions and building things. And so when it came to that portion of the movie, I was like, oh, this is not just, you know, a Christmas movie with like a really good message, but also it kind of ignites imagination and creativity. So like, it's one of those where it's not like an adult movie. It's not a kid's movie. It's just like an everyone movie. Um, have you all seen it? Like I, I'm dying yeah. to know like what your favorite yeah. parts were. 
Um, yeah, the square root of impossible is my jam. I actually, one of the perks of working for BGN was I got to interview um, Lynn Sisone Talbert. She is uh, the executive producer of the film yes. um, and her husband wrote the script. So we actually got, had a really good conversation about the film and she actually coined the phrase um, Afro-Victorian. So I was like, ooh, ooh. like how often do we watch yeah. How often do we watch period pieces and we don't see ourselves? And this is, you know, I can now see, like, I thought about a movie like, um, uh, not, well, I, Damien, I know you're going to talk about Scrooge, but like the original Christmas Carol and thinking about little Tim, like I would never see myself as a character like that because it's a little white boy, but here we are with Jingle Jangle and you have a little black girl that's just doing everything in Afro-Victorian, you know, couture. So yes. <laughs> I really love the film. It was uh, it, the production design. I'm a little disappointed that the film didn't get any kind of award nomination or at yeah. least an Oscar nomination for Same. production design because mm-hmm. it was so gorgeous to just look at and experience and the costumes were phenomenal. So I enjoyed Jingle Jangle. I'm going to admit I had like low expectations going in thinking, mm-hmm. okay, you know, another Christmas movie. It's probably going to be kind of weak. But it blew my mind and it was way better than I could have ever expected. And then, you know, the cast is absolutely phenomenal. You know, you've got legendary Felicia Rashad and then you've got Forrest Whitaker and Michael Keegan Key is a villain, which he, he was really funny. Um, oh, Ricky so, yeah. Martin. Ricky Martin, too. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricky Martin was a villain, too. A little pine-sized villain. I'm sorry, go ahead, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, every there was there was a lot of fun. And then shout out to Anika Noni Rose, who we love on, here at BGN. Um, so, yeah, like it was just some really great moments and, and great um, actors that were a part of making that film. And I loved it. But the production design was like top notch. Yeah. Should have won all the awards. Yeah. Well, uh, Ryan, did you get a chance to see it? Yeah, I just love like I, I'm like echoing everything you guys said and the love the music. Um, Lisa, I, what is the lady that played the um the the post the the uh the post worker or the or the? She had me rolling like she yeah. was she was fantastic. I just I I loved it like her little bust out musical numbers and <laughs> trying to get Forrest Whitaker's attention like that was hilarious. But yeah, I like like Danielle said, just igniting that that magic and like you could see all the little like you know hopefully all the little uh, black boys and girls like the big kids too were probably like just going around singing and it just it gives you like that little that little Christmas spark you know where it's like it's embracing cheesy in a good way. To get yeah. to get back into all of it, so it, yeah, I thought that movie was very well done. Yeah, I, I just love, I loved it. Yeah, you you were and you were do job whenever you were talking Miss Johnston, and she was just felt like Jerry, like she was just yes, cool. <laughs> loved her, absolutely loved her. That was like one of my favorite parts. I could just watch her do scenes like all day. It was it was so much fun. She yeah. was determined, like she was a woman on a mission. I was just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> She did get a little kiss at the end from him. She did. So, yeah. Yeah. She, got, she got a little action. She sure did. It worked. It worked. Just like <laughs> All right. Um, so I just want to bring up one other film that from my list. Um, it, you know, they have it every year on Christmas Eve, 24 hours of it. A Christmas story. That's probably my all-time favorite classic Christmas movie. I did not get it when I was little. I was like, dad, why do you watch this every Christmas? And then (laughs) one year it just clicked and I was in love with it. Like there's so many funny quotes like fragile, must be Italian. It's, it's fragile. 
um, like, you know, the, the lamp that got destroyed, uh, you know, the BB writer, BB gun, I don't know if I can say the name right, but just all these amazing moments, yeah. all for this pursuit of this BB gun that he wanted so, so badly. And I think we've all been that child where we wanted something with all of our hearts and it just, it didn't arrive on Christmas. So I love a Christmas story. Uh, what about you guys? You're going to shoot your eye out. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye You haven't out. seen it? Oh, oh. Is that is that is that a quote from the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Please don't tell me you didn't see it. No, no. Okay. I'm probably gonna get I'm probably gonna get some hate on for saying this. I'm not a fan of Christmas story. I do remember seeing parts of it. I don't remember the film in its entirety. And I think the reason why I don't like a Christmas story is because I used to work at a video store. I used to work at Hollywood Video back in the oh, day. Oh, shout uh, out. Yeah. Hollywood Video. They need to make a comeback. Seriously, though. You know what I'm saying? I miss video stores. Um, and my manager would play that on repeat mm. all day long. Ooh, yeah, I would probably not like it, too. They did it on yeah, repeat. Yeah, I, I got yeah. you. Yeah, and she, she loved the scene where they're all at the dinner table and they start oinking like pigs and stuff mm-hmm. and mashed potatoes and I was just like that scene is so corny but she <laughs> loved it and she would rewind it and I'm like sis we need to be working right now like you over here watching this movie that you've seen a million times and we need to be like actually putting up videos and checking out these customers so yeah n- not a fan even though I've seen it like on repeat while I was working I, I only remember bit parts of it so okay. I have yeah. a similar story as to why I'm not a fan. Because <laughs> okay. when when I was in high school, you know, for whatever reason, I guess our teachers just didn't want to teach, which I don't know, it's not surprising, but they would put on um, a Christmas story and it they like I go from one class and then I go to the next class and it just be the same movie over and over again and I'd be like make it stop (laughs) and so because of that I don't think I have fond memories either I'm just like yeah I've I've seen it but I'm not willingly ever oh dang yeah I think you gotta be go ahead Angelica no go ahead Ryan you go ahead no I was gonna say I think you for this movie because this movie does have some things that could annoy you but I think you have to be willing like you have to willingly go watch it like if you're forced to watch this thing like over and over again I don't think you're gonna get into it because it does have some moments where you're like why why is this the thing so you don't get to like but yeah I, I was I didn't have to like I wasn't being forced to watch it so that's why I remember like a lot of the slogans and the quotes and everything uh like flick sticking his tongue to that pole I was like why why but it was so hilarious yeah, I actually have that on my tray. It's an ornament. It's a stick, a flick, uh, with tongue stuck, and then obviously Ralphie's like trying to help him. And then you cannot get past the fact that like Schwartz got his behind handed to him for supposedly cursing, and Ralphie was the one that snitched on him. Like when it was his dad, he was having bad language. So yeah, I get it. You two were tortured with a Christmas story, so I can totally understand why you're not a fan, but. I really love it. Um, let, me, let me find a movie we can agree upon. What about the Santa Claus or Home Alone? How do you, what do you ladies feel about those two films? Ooh, love Santa Claus. Uh, I love Home Alone. That is like the ultimate classic of Christmas movies. It just, it's just so funny. Like just all the little trips, you know, uh, or tricks and stuff that uh, Kevin put up to the guys, you know, Joe Pesci and uh, gosh, I forget the name of the other actor's name, Daniel something. But um, 
it's just it's just a classic. And I love that meme that you posted on Twitter, Angelica, about the McAllister home. Like, where did they find the money uh, to buy that? But I think someone on Twitter said something about that um, they had an uncle or someone that lived overseas that helped them with the money or something. Okay. I understood that answer, but that doesn't account for the fact they have this huge house with all the lights on. Like that still (laughs) (laughs) doesn't sit well with me. Um, And fun fact, they actually, that house is actually on Airbnb or they're having a contest where you can win a night in the home alone house. Well, Well, now that they gonna lock me up in that room and forget me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I really like home alone. Um, I'm, it's, I'll probably get tomatoes thrown at me. Well, I love the original. I just ended up watching number two more. So I have a little bit more of a preference for that film. And so does my daughter. There's something about having the adventure in New York that just does it for me. Um, but I also love, love, love the original. And there's just really, um, I don't know if you guys ever seen the movies that made us on Netflix, but there's a whole episode dedicated to Home Alone and how it literally changed studios in the middle of production. So I believe it got picked up by Fox and maybe Universal had it before. And so Universal shut it down and, and walked throughout the production. And then Fox came around and said, no, it's still on, it's still on. So it's just a really interesting story about how the film came about. It almost never happened. Um, I think I remember hearing that story. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Danielle, you wanted to say something about Home Alone? Oh, just in agreement, like it's a classic. Um, and I really like that you mentioned kind of that backstory about it because I need to look that up. I never heard of that. Yep, it's um, the movies that made us. I think it's season two. Uh, this time around, they're covering horror films where last season they covered holiday films. So definitely check it out. And Elf was among it as well. Elf was another film that wasn't Ooh. going to be made because they didn't think Will Ferrell, at the time, he wasn't really a star at all. So they're like, the guy from Night at the Roxbury? Why would you want to watch a movie with him? <laughs> <laughs> so, which could yeah. probably be why Jamie probably never got around to because she's like, that guy? I'm not watching that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Home Alone. Um, Ryan, how do you feel about Home Alone? Which one's your favorite? One or two? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say two because I liked, um, which I'm like, how do they do it for a second time? But never mind. But <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I'm why? just like, for Kevin, like, just why? I don't understand. Like, I don't know. I just keep trying to wrap in my head. Like, I, I'm not a parent, but I keep trying to wrap her out of my mind. Like, how do they forget him? <laughs> and just like, it just seems like he's just having a miserable time, like over and over again. It's just like, well, I'm going to top this off for you if you're not already sad enough. And I'm just going to forget that I just locked you in this room. I'm going to forget like going through the airport or something. It's just this family needs like some kind of tracking thing when they travel. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I promise you that as a parent, I don't think I'd ever make that mistake twice. So it is, you kind of have to suspend reality on that one. But also, I yeah. mean, do you really think Kevin could take out two grown adults with some of the traps that he had or I don't know it's just one of those films where you're just like eh, I'm just gonna go with it because they should have been dead after the first film <laughs> Mark, <Yeah. Ben> Harry. <laughs> exactly uh, so yeah I definitely feel you on that um what about the Santa Claus now I love the first one and the rest I was just like boo you should have never remade them what <laughs> wait a minute hold yeah. on hold on I gotta look up all these Santa Claus real quick but I did like the. I mean obviously the original one is gonna get the shine but I think mm-hmm. I liked um who was the villain in like the later ones uh what's the comedian's uh, Steve, name Steve Martin Short I'm like an yeah Martin, Martin Short Martin yeah Martin Short, Short. Yeah. yeah 
Yeah. I thought, I don't know. I kind of like the little like, I mean, he was a little evil, little Martin Short, but you know, I, I thought I thought it was kind of cool. I still like them a lot. Like I like when they got him. I feel like the later ones, he really had to embrace that he was Santa Claus, which I thought was kind of cool. But I mean, I guess after a while, you don't need so many movies maybe of Santa Claus, but. They ruined the Home Alone franchise. I feel like they should have left Santa Claus well enough alone. Like Charlie wasn't a cute kid anymore. He was like a bratty teenager. I just wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely lost that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. He did lose that little magic as he got older. Yeah, and then they had like, um, but Lucy, she was like, I guess she kind of bought him a little bit of a bag, like her hugs and everything. Like they were emphasizing the other one. I mean, Lucy, I probably don't like that actress because she was like the villain on My Wife and Kids. So every time I see her on screen. Oh, was was she? Man, I missed that. I totally missed that. No, I'm just like, oh, this little girl. But yeah, okay. (laughs) Well, let's let's segue into some non-traditional Christmas films. Um, People say Die Hard is a Christmas film. I don't see it, but I hear there's an argument for it. Um, Anyone have thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I have very strong thoughts. It okay. is a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is no argument about that. I mean, it, it, the film takes place at a Christmas, at a holiday party, first okay. of all. Um, also, there are Christmas songs that are um, in the movie and on the soundtrack. So, like, that happens. Then it, like, snows in the movie. So it's around Christmas time when the setting of the movie takes place. Um so yeah the the elements are there it has the makings of a holiday movie and you know uh pretty much most people when they watch their movies on their holiday list they always include die hard they always include that um so yeah okay i mean i just see it as a straight up and down action film but you know, you know, the snowy in LA, I guess that could kind of take me over the line of being Christmassy. Um, so, okay, Jamie, I'll give it to you. you, you <laughs> I mean, if it snows in LA, like, come on. It's a wrap, right? Okay. Yeah, you gotta wonder, like, okay, maybe they're really on the nose with letting us know that this is Christmas. Um, so, yeah. Without saying as much. Okay, so then, well, let's go with, like, a Harry Potter, Danielle. Are those uh, those films, are they considered Christmassy to you or what's your argument for that? Uh, so yes, very much so. Like I, I first want to say that Harry Potter is, you know, it's year round, but <laughs> you'll, you'll see that not only do Harry Potter movies, you know, the collections and also just, you know, coming on TV increase during, you know, Christmas time and stuff like that. <laughs> um, but it just, it has the coziness factor. Like it has the, you know, you're inside, you're by a fireplace if you have one, you're, you know, in your PJs and you're watching Harry Potter because it's, it's just the coziness. And also, you know, Harry Potter, if you go through the movies, of course, they have Christmas elements. Most Harry Potter movies take you through the school year. So you Mm -hmm. get, you know, every movie you reach the snow time, you reach, you know, the time where they're opening presents when they have, you know, kind of like um, Jamie said about Die Hard, they have like Christmassy music um, and they have Christmassy elements. And so it is definitely a Christmas movie. And I, at least, I can't be the only one who has a tradition of going through the movies every (laughs) Christmas season, just because it feels right. (laughs) That was a very strong argument. I think they're streaming on HBO Max. So I might, I might take a look at those all over again. Okay. All right. I'm telling you on that. I guess um, 
one of the films that I watched that maybe isn't explicitly Christmas, but now that I'm taking into both of your arguments, although maybe it could be um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Because I know like they mentioned Christmas, Santa Claus does pop up, but really, is it about Christmas? No. But like you said, it has the cozy factor. I can see myself in Tumnus's cave, you know, with some hot chocolate and, and a scarf and just listening to him, you know, seduce me with music. So Right. I think, yeah, I think, and it, could, I'm sorry, go ahead, Daniel. Well, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it comes from like Christian mythology, right? So yeah. I think it's very much, you know, if, especially if you get to, down to like the origins of Christmas, like it's, it's probably arguably more of a Christmas movie than Harry Potter just because of that. Right. Because of the, the, the Christ element and like, you know, Santa Claus does show up. Um, This is a little bit uh, as an aside, but like my mom, the only way we get her to watch movies, my mommy's like super devout, is unless Jesus is in it. And my dad's like, I don't understand why you want to watch this every year. We know what happens. He bo- he's born. <laughs> They're in a manger. There's no room, Maria. <laughs> my mom's name is Maria. So <laughs> that just made me think about it. Um, and then just as a funny story, one year, my mom put up the manger at the time my daughter was like two or three and she broke baby Jesus. And that was like a whole thing. No, not baby Jesus. Oh, no. Aww. I was like, you broke baby Jesus. So now my mom has like a little mini zip tie on the replacement Jesus. So my daughter can't take it off. The replacement Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> the replacement baby Jesus. So, okay. Um, well, I think that's all the movies that I could think of when I think of the holidays. Do you guys have any last ones that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I, there's a movie that I watch every year. It comes on every holiday season. As a matter of fact, I think it aired just a week ago. And that's the 1988 movie Scrooged. And I love talking about this movie because we actually did like a whole podcast about it a few years back on Black Girl Nerds and um, just talked about like just the classic. I mean, obviously Charles Dickens' Scrooge is a classic that most people know about, um, but Bill Murray's take on this character is so hilarious, so funny. I could relate to him, not in a good way, but sometimes like just the selfish aspect of his character is very intriguing to me. I can relate to certain elements of it. Um, but then even just the redemptive moments too is, is really endearing to the story. Uh, there is some diversity. We have a black tiny Tim in it. Um, and then I think something that we had mentioned in our podcast when we had talked about it, which I didn't even know until years after seeing it, granted, this movie came out in 1988. So I was like a kid back when it came out and I didn't know who he was, but it wasn't until like years later, like probably almost over a decade later that Miles Davis has like a cameo in the movie. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow. They, they had like everybody in this movie is like Bill Murray, his brother was cast in the two of his brothers were cast in the film. Um, his older brother played his father. His younger brother was his brother. Um, and then you've got Carol Kane. You've got um, uh, Alfre Woodard, a young Alfre Woodard from back in the day. Uh, so John Forsyth is in it. Like, there's just a lot of great actors uh, that appeared in the movie, and it'll just forever be a movie that's just near and dear to me because of Bill Murray's comedy. He's just one of those comedians that don't try too hard he doesn't have to do slapstick he doesn't even have to do like a particular um punchline he's just 
able to deliver this very sarcastic kind of humor and it's just it it blows me away and it makes me laugh every time so scrooged is a movie that i will stand forever then i you know then you'll probably not like this but i've never watched it before so i will put it on my list of films to watch because i'd actually do like oh, okay I, I will watch elf you will watch scrooged yeah, i haven't <laughs> watched it either so i'm i have to add it to my list as well yeah so. me too Okay, oh. so we all had to watch Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> quiet when I brought it up. Okay. Okay, so yeah, because I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, I like Bill Murray, so okay, I'm with it. I'm going to watch it. Um, And that kind of jogged my memory of, like, maybe films that aren't watched as often, but I really like as well. Um, not I say watch as often, but maybe not, like, Christmas magical elements, but, like, the love actually and the holiday Um. And even like the Family Stone, which by the way, the Family Stone, have you guys watched that one? With um, yeah, Diane Keaton? So. No. Okay. I love it. So I, well, I don't want to ruin the ending, but I expected it to be just like a holiday film of, with laughs and ha 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 ha. It's a slapstick comic. It was so depressing. <laughs> it just took a twist to the left. And I was just Uh-oh. like, why am I bawling my eyes out? It's supposed to be a feel good film. And it wasn't. So um, I just want to say whoever wrote The Family Stone, thank you for your misleading marketing. I thought this was <laughs> a great family film and it wasn't. It made me cry. Um, well, have you guys watched Love Actually or The Holiday or any of those films? Yeah, I've seen, like, yeah. Love Actually is so overrated. Mm-hmm. I've never watched it, but, it, but I've seen The Holidays. I just kind of lumped them all into like adults dealing with the holiday type films. Yeah, that's how I would categorize it. Yeah, Yeah, romance Mm -hmm. and yeah, all of that. Yeah. I would say another non-traditional, but very Christmassy, The Nightmare Before Christmas. How do you guys feel about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love it. (laughs) It has like the dual you could watch it like twice a year and you're not wrong for watching it either season. Um, And I also, you know what? I'm I'm just going to bring this up. Does this annoy you guys when like literally the day after Halloween, the Christmas starts? stuff starts like automatically don't you feel like it's like rushing the holidays it seems like every year christmas arrives earlier it just seems like it's like okay we got christmas in february like i don't know if you guys like watch qvc or order stuff from qvc my mom's like hardcore qvc fan (laughs) um so they have like christmas in july and i'm not kidding that's actual programming that they have on their network so in July, they're promoting all types of like Christmas cookies and Christmas sweaters. And I'm like, you guys, July, really? <laughs> We're really doing this? Wow. So it's, it's annoying. Um, one yeah, thing they- that always proves true is that people are obsessed with Christmas. Like yes. they're, they can't contain themselves. And I feel like I've embraced it over the years. I'm like, all right, be free Christmas people. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't start the clock until after Thanksgiving. Like I, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. I like to eat. So I like to enjoy the holidays as they come. I don't want to celebrate Christmas like two months ahead. Like I want to be able to enjoy the season for what it is. So yeah, because there's actually some really great Thanksgiving movies. Like, of course, I always watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving <laughs> every year. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's this movie called Home for the Holidays from back in the day with Holly Hunter and Robert Downey Jr. 
like that takes place around Thanksgiving. So there's like a lot of good um, Thanksgiving movies out there that people just kind of, I don't know. I don't think it gets acknowledged as much as the Christmas movies. Yeah. By the way, we did not mention Christmas Vacation, which I feel like is an indictment on this whole podcast. So I don't like Chevy Chase. That's what I can mention. (laughs) But you can. You can. Let's talk about it. No, I just, it just came to mind as I was talking about that. I was like, oh, yeah, National Lampoon. I, I like the National Lampoon movies. I mean, Chevy Chase. I don't have any issues with him. He's he's funny to me, but um, I like the National Lampoon movies. So Christmas Vacation is definitely like up there on the high ranking Christmas movies for me, at least. So yeah, it's something. I don't know. Maybe it's space. I don't know. I'm just not into Chevy Chase. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> no, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was going to say I've seen it, but I just can't get like I've been trying to get into those movies, but it just doesn't hit me the same way. But yeah. But I was also going to say, I wanted to give a shout out to uh, the uh, Preacher's Wife, because in my house, like Angelica, you were saying you can't get your mom into like certain Christmas movies. If we do not watch Preacher's Wife, first of all, my mom will say it like five times, but we can't watch anything else <laughs> until we watch that film. Like that's like her number one Christmas movie. Okay, that is like top tier Denzel. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly what she says. Like, so you're channeling what my mom will say about this movie. Yeah, I mean, he was looking good in, in that one. Okay. That was so <laughs> not, funny. Not mad at it. Um, one that my daughter really, really likes, which I'm not that into because the animation just wasn't doing it for me. The Polar Express. Like, I love. Oh the book. yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I they just, looked scary. Yeah, they really? look weird. <laughs> so I just it was distracting to me. But like the book is really great. So, um, yeah. but you know she has like a she has a bell from the film and she has like a ticket that we put in her stocking. So like it is a thing in this household. I'm just like probably sitting in the corner like when's this old movie gonna be over? Oh. Um. <laughs> What's cute about that movie for me is I I liked it, but actually my dad really liked the Polar Express. Like when you know. Um, DVDs were a thing he like actually had the DVD copy and he'd be like yeah it's you know Christmas time you guys want to watch Polar Express and my dad is like this very chill like calm person so to see him like excited about a movie especially like that movie I was like oh my god how could I not watch this with my dad right now <laughs> I just you guys- go ahead Jamie Oh, I just thought of a movie that isn't traditionally a Christmas movie, but it's a classic and it's kind of in that group of Christmas movies that people tout out each year. And that's the movie Trading Places. I freaking love that movie. And I feel like I'm a person of a certain age on this uh, episode because I'm mentioning (laughs) from the 80s, but still, I don't care. I freaking love Eddie Murphy at his best um so that is just one of the funniest comedies out there and it and it is a christmas movie um it does take place during christmas time there's you know he even there's a very funny scene where he says merry new year (laughs) (laughs) um so i yeah trading places is on the top list too i tell you on that one um maybe not 80s but 1996 uh it probably is super cheesy super slapstick but maybe like when we always talk about the nostalgia factor um jingle all the way oh yes that is a good one that brought me back on that one that's a good one yeah yes. Simbad was just peak Simbad. <laughs> hilarious <laughs> 
all this over a toy. Um, I think like nowadays, this probably won't be a problem. You could just order it on Amazon, but I can imagine my parents going through it during the holidays, looking for that special toy. Mm-hmm. That I really- um, so yeah, I really enjoy Jingle on the way and, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is great. And then Phil Hartman was in it. Love, He's a villain, but like RIP to Phil, that's one of like one of his last films, I think, right before he passed. So yeah, I really like Jingle All the Yeah, way. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a that's good a one that you one. could get lost into. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, other than that, I mean, I feel like we covered almost everything. Any last parting Christmassy thoughts? Uh, well, I was going to ask, did you guys get to make the little bells for Polar Express in school? I did that when I was in school. Like we had to make like the little bells and stuff like that. Like it was a huge, that might've just been, that might've just been where I was at, but it was like a huge thing to have Polar Express. So we had to make the little, uh, bells and everything. So, which probably really annoyed my parents. No, we didn't. I know like kids now have Polar Express parties, like school, they'll have like a pajama day and they get their pajamas. They bring like their favorite stuffed animal and they watch the Polar Express. That's definitely a thing for the kitties. Yeah, I mean, I I wasn't in school then, but um, (laughs) (laughs) um, a woman of a certain age, but um, I mean, I remember in school though, we used to make Christmas stockings. Like we actually did cross stitch which was fun. And we would cross stitch, you know, the names of our, our families and stuff and create little Christmas stockings. And then we would have like book fairs and they would have, we would have like these holiday themed book fairs and do like a secret Santa and stuff in school. So that was always fun having those kind of moments, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't around a specific movie theme that would have been cool, but, um, Oh, by the way, I'm so sorry. As I'm talking, I'm thinking of these movies because I didn't. Prep. No, sure, go ahead. <laughs> um, Gremlins. Hello, that is another great mm. Christmas movie. Again, the '80s. I'm old. I know, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, was thinking that, I just don't remember it. I just know you can't give them water. You can't well, feed them after he midnight. Was, he literally yeah. got that. Um, he he literally got the Mogwai as a Christmas gift. So, and then like the story with um, Zach Galligan's character, um, his girlfriend Phoebe Cates, talking about her father. He dressed up as Santa Claus and went down the chimney, and then he broke his neck and died. And that was oh my gosh! When oh she told God. that story, it was <laughs> tragic. I was just like, oh my gosh! You guys are really making this into a really. I mean. Obviously, it was meant to be kind of a thriller at the time, but I was like, my goodness, y'all are going all in. But um, Gremlins is my favorite, but I actually prefer the sequel, The New Batch, um, over the original because the the new batch was just a a whole different animal and beast when they were in New York and going all crazy. And they had a transgender (laughs) gremlin and, you know, talking. You got to be kidding me right now. What? Yeah, yeah, I never. Wow, I've never seen the sequel. I used to be oh terrified of the original, though. I mean, it it never was. I think it was scary to me as a kid. Um, you know, when they actually became that the the gremlins yeah. themselves. You know, the, the creatures with the sharp teeth and everything. But um, I never was scared of the gremlins to that to that extreme. But then the sequel isn't even scary. It's more of a comedy because like Roddy McDowell voices the character of one of the talking gremlins. So he's got like a talk show. <laughs> you know? You know? Wow. He's, yeah, he's like this Johnny Carson kind of persona. And like I said, they have one gremlin that gets because they go into a lab 
and these labs are experimenting with all of these crazy different potions. And one potion makes you smart. One potion makes you turn from, you know, male to female or vice versa. So the male gremlin turns into a female gremlin. And um, yeah, it's just, it's crazy the way they went out of this world with the sequel, but it's, it's funny. So it's, it's definitely not scary. So I, I think you'd be okay with watching it. <laughs> now. <laughs> okay. Well, let me, let me make you feel better, uh, Jamie. So this is 1990. Um, Uncle Buck. Uh, Uncle Buck. Did you guys see that one? Yes, John, John Candy. Candy. Wow. And very early role for Macaulay Culkin, and that's yep. Christmas time. And um, yeah. that's like the first time I really learned about boys that you know don't go upstairs in the bedroom with a boy at a party. Bad things could happen. I probably was like, I mean, the movie came out in 90, so I was born that year, but I think I was saw it when I was like four or five. And I was like, oh, okay. So that was one of my first lessons. Um, so shout out to Uncle Buck. Um, and I guess when I think about maybe they're not holiday films as in they have Christmas in it, but they came out during the holidays. So that was exciting for me, like Dream Girls, um, Lord of the Rings, all of the whole trilogy came out every year during Christmas um well Les Mes came out as well and I wouldn't call that a Christmas film but I watched it this time of year so I feel like is there like a factor to make films Christmassy like we talked about the cozy factor the nostalgia factor but there's anything else that makes it a Christmas time or feel snow you gotta have snow snow okay yeah there's snow that's why Die Hard falls into that category because it's like they have snow um, yeah, snow, food, there's always going to be a scene with a family around a table where yeah. there's food present, um, obviously gift giving. So yeah, I mean, to me, those are the elements of a Christmas movie, even if sometimes the movie isn't necessarily marketed as a Christmas film. Okay, now that I think about it, I always watch Tombstone around Christmas because at the <laughs> end, there's snow. <laughs> so, got two guns, one for each. That was a good movie. Val Kilmer, peak Val Kilmer. Peak. Tombstone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh, look at us. We might have to do another <laughs> girls chat. We might have to do that. Yeah. I mean, as long as you keep the movies old as hell, I'll, I'll be able to. <laughs> Some of these okay. new, new millennial movies. I'm like, this right now is 80 movies. Got it, Jamie. I'm on it. Got it. Oh yeah, we could do an 80s, like classic 80s movie. So we could make Jamie. Oh, that would be fun. By the way, shout out to Cassandra Feltis, one of our writers on Black Girl Nerds, who've been writing these great pieces about cult classics. So she wrote an article about Once Bitten, which is like my jam. That is like my movie right there. It's this old vampire movie with Jim Carrey. Like who was it? There's something else on my list. Listen, if you're a Jim Carrey fan, you are going to stand hard after seeing him in this movie because he's very young, very cute. And there's this classic scene where they're at a high school dance party and he dances and those moves. I'm just like, damn, Jim, that you are. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he's just got like, he's just got a lot of soul. Like I just, I, I really like that, but it's corny as hell. It's like a typical corny eighties movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is so funny and it's so good. Um, yeah, I gotta check that out. 
Okay, yeah. so like mm-hmm. you don't really stand Jim Carrey's The Grinch, but you do stand him as a soulful um, young man <laughs> back in the day. Good. We do, and we and we gotta bring up. I know I'm talking. I'm so sorry. I get excited. <laughs> We got to bring up, if we do the 80s podcast, um, the problematic movie Soul Man with C. Thomas Howell. Oh, yeah. I love them in The Outsiders. Not so much in this. That kind of killed his career, up. no? I haven't seen I that. Know, I don't think it hurt his career, but I was watching recently um, these guys on YouTube, like, dissecting it. And it was funny because um, Spike Lee... He actually criticized and even went after Ray Don Chong, who was his love interest in the movie, um, for like appearing in the movie and like was like, you know, your black card is being taken away and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, damn. So there was a lot of backlash even when it was coming out. Uh, But yeah, today that movie would not (laughs) a movie would not fly because for the people that don't know, Soul Man is about this white guy that uh dresses he puts himself in blackface so he pretends to be <laughs> a black man in order to be admitted to a college after his father says he's not going to pay his tuition to go to college he's like oh well there's a scholarship opportunity well it was only for african-american students so he's like well i'm gonna pretend to be black and he's literally in blackface the whole movie and they got this ridiculous like curly wig. yeah it's it's bad it's a, <laughs> it's a comedy yeah it's yeah. The com- yeah allegedly a comedy <laughs> yeah and there's some super problematic scenes in it where I'm just like how did they get away with this but back when I was young and I watched it I thought it was funny as hell like I I, I liked the movie back <laughs> when I watched it now but, better. <laughs> yeah, today I'm like I'm cringing at it and like oh gosh we are so we've evolved so much as a people uh <laughs> since uh since this movie so anyway yeah we could definitely do a whole hour or two hours on problematic 80s films <laughs> that we loved at the time and looking now back at it you're just like no no ma'am um but yeah it, outside of that it's been great talking about christmas movies we should definitely do another chat about like it's 80s and 90s genres that we like so i mean this is great thanks guys Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is my fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let us know what you guys think. Let, tell us about your favorite Christmas films at Black Girls, at Black Girl Geeks, and I guess, you know, at any of our handles. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.